0: Hello and welcome to Sangam Lit. This is Nandini Karki and in this episode we travel to a seashore grove and learn about the pangs of love as portrayed in Sangam Literary work Natrine 267 penned by Kabilar. The verse is set in the coastal regions of Nadal and speaks in the voice of the confidant to the lady passing on a subtle message to the man listening nearby. நுச்சிமா அரும்பு அண்ணக் கன்ன, எக்கர் நின்டின் இருங்கிளை தொழுதி, голல acontec இன்னகை மகளிர் உணங்கதினை தொழவும் கைபோல் நியால் குப்பாட் дух பை குப்பாட் wonders தன்னோடு புனர்த்தை இன்னமர் கானல் தனியே வருதல் நனிப்பு புலம்பு உடைத்து, என வாரியின் மன் உண்மணித் தள்ளிசைக் கடுப்ப, the verse opens with the image of a arumbu, meaning black buds of the chase tree. From our knowledge of sangam poems, we can say that if a denizen of the floral kingdom is presented, then most probably a member of the fauna will shortly appear. Our predictions come true in Ekkar Nendu or Sand Dune Crabs. Note how this ancient word Nendu has transformed into the modern day word for the crustacean Nandu. The sketch of smiling maidens delight us in Innagai Magalir. The phrase kai kaipol is a snapshot of a hand that stirs through something. When we see the words, Ivai magan yenna alavai, meaning the moment I thought it's him, it makes our intrigue sore, as does the finishing words, Vandi nindranane, meaning he came and stood. Enough fodder for us to take a longer walk on this shore. The man and lady had been leading a love relationship and had been trysting together in the seaside grove by day. When apart from the man, the lady's health suffered and seeing the changes in her, her parents had confined her to the house. One day, when the man arrives near the lady's house, the confidant, pretending not to notice him but making sure he is in earshot, turns to the lady and says, With eyes akin to black butts of the nochi, a huge cast of crabs on the sand dunes claw through fragrant fallen flowers of the narlal looking like hands of smiling maidens with shining teeth as they stir drying millets. Such is the domain of the lord of the shore. Thinking to myself, this is the pleasant grove in which the man and lady trysted. and if I were to walk alone there, it would cost me immense pain. I had avoided visiting the place. One day, I happened to go there, hearing rich voices of a flock of birds hunting a school of fish which sounds like short-tongued clear bells. I mistakenly decided, it's the lord. And just that moment, with his strong horses, he came and stood there. With these words, the confidant conveys to the man that the lady is suffering owing to slanderous talks in the town and subtly hints that he should relieve the lady's angst by seeking her hand in marriage. Now, let's take a dive to see what lies beneath these words. The confidant opens with a description of the man's land which is a seashore on which rows of crabs are seen clawing on the fallen flowers of the nyarlil or senna sofera. Two similes are brought in to add poetic beauty to this scene. One, the prominent black buds of the chase tree are called in to stand for the protruding eyes of these crabs, and two, the motion of a smiling Sangam woman's hands as she stirs the millets laid out to dry is compared to the clawing of the flowers by the crabs on those sand dunes. A detailed description indeed. Could it be merely to describe the man's domain? Let's explore that in a moment. From the scenes outside, the confidant turns to illustrate something on her mind. She reveals her thought process saying that she has been avoiding going to the grove, knowing how being there alone without the lady would pain her. She would be pained because this is the place where the lady and man had trysted together, hinting that this happy union can no longer take place as the lady has been confined to the house. Like how we find ourselves suddenly, in the middle of something we have been refusing to face, the confidant, too, finds herself in the very grove she has been thus avoiding. Suddenly, she hears the sound of bells in the air. She thinks to herself, the man is here. Then she looks up and understands that the sound did not come from the man's chariot, but from the call of seabirds flying in a fish-feeding frenzy. As she was preparing to move away, as if by magic, the man himself appeared there, leading his strong horses, the confidant concludes. Returning to the metaphor of crabs clawing through the fallen flowers, the confidant conveys to the man that the rumours of the townsfolk about the lady's relationship with the man is causing further hurt in the lady, who has fallen like those nyalal flowers into confinement. When she relates about how the man seemed to appear the moment she thought of him, the confidant hopes that the man will similarly understand the love and angst in the lady's mind and appear with precious offerings to the lady's kith and kin so as to claim her hand in marriage. By remembering a scene that transpired and relating a metaphor, the confidant skillfully fills the lady with hope and at the same time gently directs the man to pursue the path of permanent happiness. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me through ancient lands and minds. Please visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts and do rate and review Sangam Lit on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.